Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Tell Me More podcast presented by Major League Success. And I'm so excited to have Miss Denisa Hiles with us today. Welcome, Denisa. Thanks Thank for coming you. on. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm very excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Yes, we've we've talked about this for, I mean, I don't even know. I, I feel like a year. Yeah, I, think, I think we might have put it on the books a couple of times and it didn't happen. So today I was finally like, I have to do this. Yeah. And quick story, you know, Denise and I met a year ago. I mean, we were Facebook friends, social media friends. We're both real estate agents here in the Columbus market, Columbus, Ohio market. And, uh, you know, we're all social media friends, but then we started to build uh, and go on Clubhouse and we started to build a community together. And, you know, over the last it's been a year now, really. Um, over the last year, we've been able to build that friendship and, and our relationship. And, you know, back then I was kind of doing podcasts here and there, not really consistent with it and uh, wanted to get on and I just didn't have time and yada, yada, yada. So here we are today. Here today are. is the day. So thanks for coming on. Um, I always start the Tell Me More podcast. I always go back to the beginning because I feel like a lot of times growing up our childhood plays a huge a huge impact into our adult life and into our business so i know you have a story right we all have a story yours is a little bit more unique than others uh, but kind of dive into if tell us what you can about growing up and and your journey oh gosh where do i start um so i was born in uh, czech republic then it was czechoslovakia and uh uh, I grew up there. I was raised there uh, until I was almost 18, and that's when I came here. I had a really good childhood. Uh, I have a sister um, and brother. Uh, my brother is 15, 13 years younger, and my sister is four years older. Okay. Um, so, yeah, we had a great childhood. I mean, it was different than what it is today. Um, my mom was great. She was always the money maker, you know, the, uh, breadwinner, like you guys say here. And, um, I think our story is a little different compared to other people that would come from Europe because I, we literally had everything that we wanted. My mom always made sure that we were taken care of. We, and, you know, believe it or not, it wasn't as common to have bananas available or, or watermelons, oranges, apples, certain kind of meats, breads, uh, you name it. It was like, you know, exotic fruit was exotic fruit. So, but we yeah. always had, we always had um, everything, what we what we wanted and what we needed. So I, I can't complain. We spent most of our time outside playing with other kids. You know, it wasn't like here, I, w I can't imagine letting my kid go outside by himself, but that was the norm. We came home, we dropped our uh, bookcases or our book bags on the ground and went outside. And when the time was for dinner, my mom would yell out the window our names and we would go back in, you know? Yeah. Um, um, so I went to school, we walked to school. Um, and, uh, no, no and buses I, or you just lived close. Well, we had buses. That was the okay. main form of traveling. Uh, not many people had cars. Sure. So trolleys, buses, and trams is how you would pretty much get anywhere. We did have a car. Uh, we had we ended up having a couple, but we just mostly traveled by buses, to be honest. Um, I think the school was, I mean, it wasn't extremely far, but I think it was, you know, a couple of miles to walk. Um, and we 
walked like we would be walking today like what's going on outside there's no way we would have a snow day in this i mean sometimes we have you know a foot of snow and school is happening and you guys are walking so it's great uh but yeah that's about it i mean we moved a lot uh well not a lot but we've moved a couple of times um just to different schools or just different houses or different houses okay there was you know some divorce and uh circumstances sure a lot of a lot of a lot of people don't know but at one point in my life we've actually had eight snakes uh two caimans um what's a caiman so it's like a it's uh well my son would explain it to you probably perfectly um and i hope he's not gonna try to correct me but um it's uh i think they're they're mouths a little longer so it's kind of like an alligator and uh um okay Okay. So I think I'm saying it correctly, but it's that type of species. Huh. We had two of those. We had three turtles. We had four dogs. And uh, yeah, my snake, Oscar, he was in my room and he was like my dog. He would follow me around and I would take him out, uh, you know, out of his uh, territorium like every day. And uh, that's how they get to know you. They use their tongue to like know who you are. So it's wow. Crazy, I don't. Really- I yeah. don't do snakes. Uh-uh. Well, no my husband way. doesn't either. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I don't do snakes now either, but it's just, you know, um, it's crazy. We did have that at one point in our lives. Um, oh, that's, wi- that's wild. Yeah. <laughs> so growing up, um, going to school, um, did you do sports? Like what's kind of what, what were you into growing up? Kind of the same way I am now. I'm, I'm kind of dabbing a little bit into everything. Okay. I haven't quite figured out yet what my calling is yet, but I um, I played piano for a long time. I sang in the choir. I was part of the dance group. Um, I did gymnastics for a little bit. Um, I tried some sports. I was a really good runner, but only short distance. I couldn't do long distance. I got sure. pranked. Um, I was also very good at... Um, I'm pretty sure you guys have a, a name for it, but when you run and then jump in the sand, whatever that's like long, like long jump. Yeah, long jump. Yeah. I was really good at that too. So I did a little bit of everything, but I think I played piano the longest, and okay. um, it's kind of a shame because it's not like riding a bike. I haven't played for years, and a couple of years ago I got a piano, and you literally have to start from the beginning. Yeah. It's not like you pick up a bike and you're like, okay, cool. I, I can do this. It's, I have to learn how to read the notes again. And it's just like getting a first lesson. Uh, it's, uh, I didn't, I mean, I knew you had the piano cause you just moved recently and we've talked mm-hmm. about that and you know, that was one of your concerns, but I didn't know that you actually played growing up and I did. Uh, that's cool. so I'm starting that's again. Cool. So, so now you're getting through high school, right. And, and, you know, 18, you says when you came over to the United States, mm-hmm. What was that transition like? And 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 I don't know because I think you might be the only person I know that came from Europe that I personally know. What was that? And especially at that age, right? Like <sighs> eighteen, you're you grew up, you had all of your friends growing up, and then you came over to the United States. What what was that like? Well, for me, it was horrible. I hated. I sure, life. I'm sure. I'm sure. I hated life, and part of it is also the way it happened. Um, we were my stepdad and my mom weren't very honest with us at the time and they came here for an opportunity six months prior to me and my sister arriving 
Okay. And when we came, we were told that, or before we came, we were told that we're just coming here and visit for summer and that we're going to go back and, um, you know, continue living in Czech. Well, when we arrived, uh, they told us that basically they sold everything and we are not going back. And this is where we're going to live now. Wow. Well, let me tell you, it was a culture shock because, you know, I've only heard about America or seen America in the movies and you see New York, you see California and uh, you see all the good stuff in the movies. And when we arrived, um, we flew to Chicago and then we were in the, in Indianapolis and it was not a good area. Someone got shot the first day I was here. I mean, wow. it, was, it was horrible. I cried for months. Uh, I knew a little bit of English, but not really not much. I had a boyfriend back home. I didn't want to be here. I just felt like, you know, my whole life basically fell apart. Yeah. Um, clearly that has changed with time, but at first it, it, it was not, it was not a good transition for us. We were in an apartment with other people. Um, it was not a very clean apartment. And I wasn't used to that back in Czech because we had, we had a nice place. We had a little farm, you know, we were pretty well off there and I couldn't understand why are we here? Yeah. And, um, yeah, I, I think, you know, the biggest shock for me was how you cannot get anywhere without a vehicle. Um, everything in Europe was pretty much available to you walk in distance, grocery store, bank, post office. It was really easy to get to. Um, that wasn't the case when we came here. I mean, if I wanted to go to Kroger or a grocery store, you know, dry cleaner or whatever, post office, you had to drive everywhere. Yeah. And um, the buses here are very different than what the buses were there like. I've actually still have never been on the bus here in the United States. Uh, I I have, well, I mean, if you count Ohio State's bus, but I don't know if you count those buses. <laughs> no, I don't think you count those as a bus, no. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's crazy. And, you know, I, um, kind of like you, I've moved to, I went to three different schools growing up. Um, and I can only imagine, you know, I, I made my last move in school, my freshman year of high school, <clears throat> I, I, I left and, um, I went from a small school where we had, I, I don't even know, 50 some kids in a classroom to a school with 270 to me, which was, you know, a, a huge wow. shock. But I, I remember back then because I was going into my, my freshman year and I played a bunch of sports and, you know, I didn't want to leave my friends and, you know, trying to figure out ways of staying back in my hometown when my parents were leaving. Right. Like, can I stay, can I live with my grandparents? Kind of, you know, because I wanted the sports. I can only imagine traveling so many miles, you know, thousands mm -hmm. of miles away. Um, did you have any communication back and forth? I mean, like was there any like calling like long distance calls? Like it was almost just cut dry or did you have some sort of communication? We had, we had communication. I mean, it was pricey. Okay. You had to get like those cards in a gas station. So we would get those, um, yeah. they were the international cards, you know, that you would use with landline mostly. Um, those were the cheapest, the cheapest thing to get. If you wanted to make an international call, I don't think, then um, Verizon or, you know, any of those uh, phone subscribers had any of those um, plans like they do now that you can call long distance and have it on your phone. Yeah. Um, so we just use those cards, but it was difficult. I mean, you know, yeah. you're, you are over the ocean miles away. Um, so obviously my relationship with my boyfriend ended very quickly. <laughs> <but we tried. laughs> um, I, I, 
Hey, I can only imagine what that was like. So that know. was crazy, but so so you finally get here, right? Um, eighteen years old. Did you go to college? Did you just jump into the workforce? Kind of no, what was? I never, I, never, I never went to school here okay. in the United States. The only school I went to was Honduras, and that was for real estate school. So I started working right away, and um, I did housekeeping, and uh, that was interesting. Um, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I'm an open book, so I don't know how much I can share. I'm legal now, but I, I wasn't always legal, <laughs> if you know what I mean. So, um, uh, you know, we just there's a certain time that you can stay here. Your visa expires, and then you have to, um, yeah. then you have to do what you got to do to uh, obtain it and to be able to continue to stay here legally. So I did housekeeping. Um, not long after, I started waitressing and started uh, bartending in different places, and I basically did that for ever hmm. how was um so then so then you're you're bartending waitressing you know just just doing what you can right when did you decide real estate like when did that come into to play for you um i was getting to the point where things were getting very tough the hours were getting to me uh, a lot of my shifts were still night night uh night shifts uh, i was um managing a restaurant and a bar for my friends. And, um, you know, I was the last one that would leave. I would have, I was in charge of all the paperwork and uh, counting the money. So I wouldn't get home sometimes until 5 a.m. So it was really tough. And uh, then I only had my daughter, Lily. And I feel like just the hours and the stress was getting to me. I wasn't financially satisfied or mentally. I needed more and I knew that I could do more. So... I was already playing with that idea, but, you know, honestly, who really put it in my head uh, to think about it seriously was now my husband. Hmm. Um, so, and, you know, I have a, my friend Bill's mentioned it uh, a couple of times. He's like, well, why don't you try real estate? And then, you know, I'm kind of, everything has to be my idea. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. So I think I pondered on that thought for about a year. And then I was like, you know what, I'm going to try it. Um, I was kind of forced uh, to quit my other job completely because I had some back issues and I had some herniated discs and sciatica and I could not, I could not work. It was very, very difficult. And back then I was the last place I was in uh, Ocean Club. And that's when I already passed the exam. I joined a brokerage and I was going to do it part time and still work at Ocean Club. And it just didn't work out that way. So I just hit real estate, uh, did you, throttled, really. did, did you have any, um, desire or love for real estate or it was just like, Hey, you should probably do this because you have a certain skill set. Honestly, I am a, you know, big on connecting. I mean, that's kind of what you have to do in bar business. I mean, you, mm -hmm. people come and they want to be heard. They want to talk to you and they will tell you their life stories. And, you know, you add alcohol. I mean, they will tell you things that they probably normally wouldn't. So I think um, that prepared me for real estate because a lot of times I feel like, you know, we are our clients therapists, right? They tell us things that they, depending on how close you become, um, then they share things that they necessarily wouldn't always share with other people. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it also depends on the individuals and the connections that you make with them. But um, so I always knew that I wanted to work with people. 
but I also knew that I didn't want to go to school for four or five years. So it was yeah. kind of like, okay, what am I going to do? I'm pretty good in sales. I could really, you know, sell anything. Yeah. Um, and uh, I could, I always treated people with respect and I always wanted everybody to feel special when they come in. And it doesn't matter if I was working in a biker bar that was a hole in a wall or if I was working in an ocean club. I wanted people to feel welcome and I wanted them to feel special. And I wanted them to feel like, you know, they can come back and, you know, I'll be there and I'll be there here and they can have a good time and leave all the worries outside. And then uh, that kind of brought me to real estate. So yeah. I said, I'll try it. I went to school and here I am. Did we ever figure out, because I think he, did you work at the, the Dub Pub? I did for a little bit, yeah. Do you remember what years those were? Gosh, I hardly remember what was last I week. I, I can't remember if that, I can't remember if you were maybe okay, working. Let me, think, let me think. So um I was dating Brent, who I'm married to now. And I think we met in 2011. So it would have been around that time. <laughs> that's so funny because yeah. that's when I would have been going to the dub pub for my lunch because we Ryan and I we worked at Keller Williams Consultants. That is so, so funny right around the corner and 2011 i got married to my first wife and i joke 2012 i got divorced from my first wife wow. and that was where we went so you probably heard all my worries and struggles back then we just didn't know it <laughs> i don't know i feel like i you know, i am pretty good at remembering you know so i would yeah. maybe, maybe it was the one of the other girls that yeah. your ears for me that, that keynote that Kino machine took a lot of our money. Oh, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. That's so funny. So, you know, you're, you're tired of the late nights. And, you know, it's one of the things like bartenders, waiters, waitresses, you know, you guys, it's a, it's a fairly, I don't want to say a smooth transition into real estate because it's not because you have to adjust lifestyle. It's a huge lifestyle change. But you guys already have half of the gift that you need in order to be a great real estate agent. And that is to be able to connect with people, right? Yeah. And to, to make them feel comfortable to talk to you, to open up to you and do all of those things. And, you know, we have several of uh, former bartenders and waiters and waitresses on our team. And I tell people, you know, that are thinking about trying to build a team and where to go and find like new agents. I'm like, go talk to bartenders, waitresses, and waitresses, you know, waiters. And um, because you guys have that gift of that connection. Right. And so you get tired of, of living that lifestyle. Right. You know, going in, working late, getting home, you know, early in the morning, get into real estate. What what was that initial process like? What you know, did you have any doubters when you first did it? Did you have any supporters? I'm always curious about that. Right. Because some people you know, the doubters give them that fire to go and, and prove them wrong. And some people it's no, everyone supported me. And, you know, they were around me and, and it, they made it easier for me. What was that like for you? So I didn't really ask for other people's opinions or what they thought. I think that like the person that whose whose opinion I value the most is my mom. And I had to learn to be able to separate when sometimes she thinks of how she would do it and how she thinks it would be good for her opposed to what I think, you know, what's best for me. Yeah. She always, if that makes sense, yeah. I don't know if I'm, you know, explaining it correctly, but basically I know she always has the be best intention at right. heart. Um, but um, 
I can't say that I've only had doubters. I actually had people being like, yeah, you can do this. No problem. You got this, you know, go for it. So I don't remember any having any haters at all. I was, no. of course, I was nervous, uh, but sure. I was very, I was more excited than anything else. I yeah. needed the change so bad. Yeah. And, you know, it's just sometimes curious as people transition into the business, right? You're typically you're going from a W-2 or a salary job into a hundred percent commission style work. And, you know, maybe that process was a little bit easier for you. You knew you could always go back and pick up a bar shift or whatnot, or you probably were doing both for, for a while. Um, so you get licensed, right? What, what was the first year like? Dive into some of your struggles. What were some of the successes you had? What, what did that first, that transition's hard for, for a, a bartender like you? I, I know because I've seen people on our team go through it. So, um, you know, when I started, I joined a brokerage and, um, I knew that I'm going to need a mentor and that's why I started where I started and who I chose to start with because yeah. I had a relationship with them from the past. And, um, you know, I just basically, I don't know. I mean, I was, I don't remember really, I was just so excited about yeah. starting it. And so I was uh, provided leads and I was just calling and it was kind of easy because there were strangers and I would just call and, you know, I mean, there are certainly mistakes I made, but I feel like I was always able to play it. Like they didn't know that I made a mistake yeah. or if I didn't have a, a answer to a question that they asked me, I would, I, you know, I'd probably given wrong answers oh sure we all have didn't know it. <laughs> we all have so maybe later if they had a conversation with somebody who was a lot more experienced than me or has been in the business for a long time and they said yeah this realtor told us you know blah 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 and they're like what why would you yeah. say that so you know um i always try to act like i i know my stuff because you know who wants to do a business with um somebody that just started and i feel like that I think, you know what, maybe that was my struggle because in this kind of business, you depend on your sphere, you depend on your friends, yeah. your family. And I feel like a lot of the people that I thought that would use me um, and then they made an indication they would use me ended up not using me because mm -hmm. I feel like they felt I wasn't experienced or I wouldn't do a good job. Um so that was that was my struggle. I'm like, why wouldn't you use me? You know, I'm going to I have like a full team behind me that will back me up, whatever you need. Yeah. You know, we got you. And uh, so I've had a couple of those where it really um, hurt me. And yeah. I also, OK, you know, now I'm think more I think about it. Another struggle. I'm very Ugh. and I had to learn how to take just kind of sit back and not react yeah. Um, um, think, take, take a, take a breath and respond, not react. Yeah. So, um, that was, that was another thing that I think, uh, I struggled with a little bit and then, uh, being depending, even though you are depending on your own, um, activities and connecting with people, you are still depending on other people to, take you to the finish line, right? With yeah. every transaction. Yeah. So, um, I'm, I'm curious cause I, I, I talked to some, some agents about this that are transitioning out of a, out of one career and into real estate. Do you think that maybe some of the reason why they didn't use you, the people that you thought 
you know, that would be there in your corner, especially in the beginning, right? Like, do you think they thought that you were just Denisa, the bartender and not Denisa, the real estate agent? Oh, for sure. I mean, do you know, do you know how many of those people we used to party with? You know, so yeah. they're thinking like, okay, so now she's in real estate. Like, how much does she really know? Absolutely. Right. And that's, yeah. that's what I struggled with for sure. Yeah. And I try to tell agents that are making that transition, you know, they only, your sphere of influence only sees you at what you were doing. Right. And mm -hmm. and you have to do a, a great job of letting them know, yes, this is what I was doing, but this is where I'm going and this is what I'm going to be doing. Right. And that's, let them know that you're, you're, you are a real estate agent. Like, you know, you said, you, Hey, I have a mentor, right? I have a team, right? I, I may not know everything, but if I don't know what they do, right. And I think that's why I found it easier to work with people that were strangers because mm. they didn't know that I just started. Yeah. They had no clue, right? But the people yeah. that knew me from the bar business and the restaurant business, they knew I just started. Yeah. And I knew it's almost like it's going to take time and certain amount of transactions for them to be able to see like, okay, she really has got this. She is good at it. She can do it. It seems like she's successful. Um, and then I feel like the people that know you will give you a chance. Of course, like my mom, I mean, she would, you know, that was no question. Right. You know, I would not speak to her. If she <laughs> really you know, um, we just have that kind of relationship also. So yeah. Yeah. Same with everybody, yeah. but I found it easier uh, working with, um, with the leads that I was provided for sure. No, that's awesome. Same way. You know, I did the internet leads thing and, and, that's what helped me. But um, so when did, what year did you get licensed? What year did you make that, that move into real estate? 2014. Okay. 14. So, mm -hmm. you know, so now you've been in eight years, mm -hmm. right? What's that journey been like? Take me up to, to current day. Were you always on a team the whole eight years? Did you end up going on your own? Like kind of walk me through some of those, some of those, uh, you know, processes of, of sure, your, your sure. years. So I started with one person. And, uh, you know, we're still wonderful friends, yeah. um, but I think that's all that's awesome. Right. Because in our business, sometimes you don't get that right. Like yeah. you're on a team or whatever, you're working with someone and then all of a sudden you decide to make a move that you think's better for yourself. And that relationship's just boom, like done over. I think I, you know, I think I was more, um, there's my cat, it's not, <laughs> it's not my child. It's my cat. Um, it wasn't her. I feel Excuse me. I think I was still very stubborn mm -hmm. and she had a certain way that she wanted me to learn real estate and about real estate. And I wasn't really feeling it. So we parted ways business wise. I said, right, right. I still stayed at the brokerage, but I went on somebody else's team. And I think because we were, you know, two alpha females, very similar personalities. Maybe that was part of the problem, too. Yeah. Um, I think it would be different today, but, um, you know, Eric, who I was with was, I mean, super laid back, you know, just complimented. Like, you know, I was still getting so overworked, everything. I mean, I would call him so many times, like, you will not believe this. And he's <laughs> like, all right, take a breath, calm down, slow down, slow down. And that's exactly what I needed. Yeah. And, um, you know, that's why I always tell everybody it's so important that you have that person. And he was my person. 
Yeah. You know, I could call him anytime and any time of the day during a night, text him. And he never judged me. I never felt like any question was stupid. And I know that I've asked questions multiple times because, you know, you close one transaction and then, you know, for months you don't have nothing going on. Then you close another. And I'm like, wait, how do I do this? Do I uh, collect the earnest money or does the, you know, it's just so many questions. Like it takes time for you to get used to the certain, um, the certain process. And um, it just never made me feel stupid. Yeah. And I loved it. I mean, I still until this day call him. Um, when I sat down and looked at my production and I uh, compared uh, how much he has contributed as far as, you know, with uh, the leads or how many of my transactions were my own referrals or my friends, then I was kind of like, okay, maybe it's time for me to just, you know, separate. And I think I was with him though for, I think this is my third year by myself. Okay. So I was with him for a while. Okay. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it, it worked great. So I think there's a key point there, right? Like <clears throat> you, you, you understood your personality and I don't, you know, you, you, were you able to hear that in my phone? You weren't no, able to hear it. Okay, no. sorry. Okay. You know, you're able to understand your, your personality, right. And, and what would work for you and what didn't work for you. Right. And, and it's interesting. The last conference that I just went to, um, I'll have to figure out the link. I don't remember off the top of my head, but basically you take this like success quiz and essentially, you know, if you're, if you're both visionaries, let's just say it's a partnership and you're both visionaries and all you think about is the future. And that's what you can think about, mm -hmm. you know, visionaries eventually will leave a real estate team, right? Because they're always thinking bigger, right. Yeah. And, and operators. And for you, it was like, Hey, I'm this way. And, and the other person was this way. And it was this right. Probably back and forth, not, not saying arguing, but just the way to go about things. Right. Mm -hmm. And you, and then you realize that, yeah, I do need someone that's, you know, can kind of absorb some of that, but not necessarily be like, Oh, well, Denise is mad at me or Denise is this or that, or whatever the case may be. And, you know, I think that played it. I think just that, that alone probably played a huge impact on your career just by having the right person around you in the early yeah. stages. A hundred percent. I mean, it was definitely detrimental to my business and still having her support, you know, and yeah. her support and all of us being friends. It's, it's great. I, I could, I could not be where I'm at today without them. I think, you know, to have that continuous support is so important. A hundred percent, hundred percent. I agree with that. And so you mentioned you've been on your own for three years. What, what had you make that decision to leave a team and go out on your own? I think I always knew that that's what's going to happen and that's what I'm going to do. Um, and it just felt like it was the right time. Hmm. Um, I like to push myself and, you know, I, when you have that kind of support, I almost feel like I was getting a little lazy with some things okay. because, you know, I would call him and I'd be like, Hey, can you do this for me? Can you do that for me? Can you put this property in the MLS for me? Or, and it's nothing bad. Um, you know, people get, uh, you know, assistance, right. To do, right. It, do it right. for them, uh, transaction coordinators or admins, but um, it was more than that. I just felt like he's always there. So I, I feel like I didn't, I don't know how to 
say it right. Not that I wasn't. Not that you weren't taking advantage of it, but it was just convenient, right? It was probably it was, convenient. Yes, it was convenient. And I feel like I um, wasn't learning as much as I needed to or should have known about certain things. Mm. And I also felt like I am not going to learn everything until I'm on my own because then, you know, I'm not going to always have him to call him. Right. I mean, obviously he had incentive. We had a split, so I didn't feel bad about blowing his phone up 24 seven. Now when I'm on my own, you know, he's like, okay. I mean, he still will help me no matter what time I call him, but um, you know, I couldn't do it as often. So I had to really, really learn about what title insurance means and what different financing is there because I basically just called him for everything. Yeah. Yeah. That safety net, right? Yes. And it's important to know all those things. Yeah. Yeah. So you've been doing on your own three years now, Mm -hmm. fast forward to today, right? Now I want to kind of start thinking about um, kind of what the things that you want to accomplish. What, what's something that you're looking to accomplish here in the next 12 months? Um, so personal, personal and or business, you know, to me, it doesn't matter. Um, there's some debt I'd like to get rid of. There is, um, a certain amount I have in mind that I would like to, uh, be able to invest. Mm. I would like to, um, have, uh, some real estate. Um, we have our home and we have a condo in Grove city that we rent out, but I would like to add to it. Have you looked into, are you thinking more long-term flips or are you looking, I'm I'm getting into the Airbnbs. I'm looking at those. I I think that um, I really was so sure that it will be just flipping. Yeah. And now considering, you know, everything that's happening in the market, I think it's going to be more of a Airbnb and, uh, you know, running, running properties out. Yeah. And holding them. Yeah. Um, I have a certain number in mind of, you know, how many volume I would like to do by end of the year. And, you know, to be honest with you, I started real estate in 2014 and then my son was born in 2015. Mm -hmm. So we made a conscious decision with my husband that I'm going to be stay at home mom first and foremost, and then I'm going to be selling real estate. He is starting first grade, um, and fall. And that's when I'm like, okay, now I'm really going to be able to hit it. It's very difficult. Um, he, even though he's not an only child, my daughter doesn't live with us anymore. So it's like having an only child. Right. And you know, he's very demanding and constantly needs attention. So it's hard to get anything done. And, uh, you know, I think I've been doing okay for being stay at home mom. Um, but I would like to obviously up that. Financial freedom is the ultimate goal. So I can spend more time with my family. We can travel and we can do things that we want to do. It's yeah. not for me. It's not to work harder. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's funny. <clears throat> I read a, an art, a new, a, a article in a magazine, not even a couple months ago. And, you know, people talk about the financial freedom and, and this lady broke it down and it's stuck with me since it's, you know, when people say they want wealth or whatever, you know, what, what we really want as humans is we want peace. Right. We want to we want to know that everything's going to be OK. So I'm right there with you. Right. Like I want to make sure I want to know that everything's going to be OK, you know, and, and 
travel and, and do those things. Now I, I'm excited for you because I know that's a goal of yours, right? You know, to, to yes. get back in and, and, you know, really go after focus yes. and crush, and it crush your business. Yes. And it yeah. starts with the mindset. So, you know, being content and having a peace of mind, um, it's, I think detrimental to being successful. I think that you have to be grateful every single day and feel blessed for what you have. Um, I am very grateful for my family and my friends and the support that I've had, you know, for the group that we have in clubhouse. Um, But it all starts with us. I feel like I've for decades, I was always searching for all the answers on, on, on the outside asking people and, you know, several different people, people I looked up to or therapists or, you know, whoever, yeah. and then just to find out that really we have, we hold all the answers, but we forget to take care of ourselves and the process of, you know, living life and trying to provide for the family. And we stop taking care of ourselves. We stop taking time for ourselves. And that is so important, mm-hmm. you know, because the peace never came from the exterior. You, there's always going to be things that we're not going to be able to control regardless of, you know, what decade we're living in, no matter where we live in the world, uh, it doesn't matter. There was always going to be things that we can control. It's how we respond to them and how we take care of ourselves. And the more we take care of ourselves and our peace of mind, that's how, you know, we can better respond to the exterior. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I like to say, be selfish to be selfless, yeah, right. You yeah. know, folk, you know, and I've, and I've heard that said several different ways, you know, Gary V said, you know, if, if you can't make yourself happy, how are you supposed to make other people happy? Yeah. Right. Or, or if you're not happy, how can you? Yeah, I, always, happy, I, always, so. I always say, if you don't love yourself, how can you love other people? Yeah. Fully. Right. If you don't take care of yourself, how can you take care of others? How can you be the best version for your family and for your friends? Yeah. Or for your no. clients? Yeah. No, that's awesome. That's awesome. So we got the we got the twelve month goals right, five years. What I don't know if you look that far in the future at all, but any five year plans, any five year goals for you guys? Well, we did have uh, one goal uh, with my husband, and we told ourselves that if we have a certain amount of money in the bank in five years, we would make a move to Florida. There you go. That's one goal that I can think of top of my head because we literally said five years. Yeah, there you go. There you go. No, that's awesome. Um, any real estate goals? I would like to start dabbling a little more into developments. Um, venture out maybe a little bit out of uh, just retail real estate, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'll have to, uh, I'll have to c- connect you with Jen, uh, Jennifer McKenna. She does, uh, she has a custom, um, home build. She, she part owns some of that yeah, that'd and be awesome. uh, maybe, I maybe be a great resource for you just to kind of pick, pick her brain on some certain stuff and, um, you know, start learning and, and kind of understanding that process. So yeah, that'd be great. That'd be awesome. And then I can come visit you in Florida because, you know, this time of year, I'm always like, why am I still living here? I'm thinking the same thing. I need, sun- I need sunshine. <laughs> I, I hear you. Um, so what, so with, with Florida being the big goal, right. For you guys, and, and that's personal, right. But it also comes back to the business side, right. There's going to be certain things that you're going to have to accomplish on the business side of things to, to hit that goal. What's one thing do you think you need to, um, 
add to your business in order to help you hit that goal? Oh, one thing I have to add to my business. I think the biggest thing for me, um, I feel like now I'm to the point in real estate where the people that wouldn't give me a chance in the beginning are starting to reach out and reconnect and, you know, just really focusing on my sphere and following up and making those calls and really just continue to building the relationships with the people that I already have um, and stay connected uh, with the people that I've already, you know, have in my sphere. And then, you know, just implementing the systems. That's one mistake that I did. I really didn't, to be, if I'm being honest here, I really didn't feel, didn't treat real estate as a business. And all of a sudden you find yourself playing catch up with all these things that I need to implement. So I know what I'm doing because I'm growing each year. And now if I really want to hit it hard, then, you know, I have to, I have to know what I'm doing. I have to know my numbers. I have to, mm -hmm. you know, have my CRM in place. I have to have a good website. I have to have, you know, good, uh, selling sellers presentation, listing presentation and buyers consult. Now I have all that, but it's not where I would like it to be. Yeah. Um, it, it got me by, if that makes sense until now. And I would like to, you know, focus on all of that and, um, take it to the next level. Yeah. I think, you know, a lot of agents are in that same boat, right? Like get in and, you know, we're just helping our, our friends, family, whatever, just trying to get by. Right. Cause some, real estate's a struggle sometimes, right? Yeah. It's, Sometimes it's that roller coaster. It's up and down, up and down. And sometimes you're just flying by the seat of your pants because you're just trying to get something going, right? You're trying to get that momentum back. And, you know, I think for, for you, you know, and for others, it's like just set that time aside each day or every other day or whatever the case may be to work on the business. We always work in the business, mm -hmm. you know, and the agents are notorious for working in the business. And we always forget mm -hmm. about working on the business and working on the business is going to what is going to be the thing that helps you build the business. Yeah, I think right? the the thing that I hate about real estate, it's also the thing I love about real estate. <laughs> and that's you know the uncertainty of not knowing what's to come. Yeah. You can you can have, you know, months where you're just not getting business, right? Yeah. And then you can have a month where you don't know what to do first because you have five ten transactions in contract. Right. Right. It's that one phone call, it's like, oh, wow, you know, like I you had no idea that that person's going to call you and want to list their house or are looking for a home. So, yeah, it's so funny you say that you kind of like that part of the, the uncertainty. Some people, you know, like I, I don't I, I'm comfortable now with it. Right. But in the beginning, I was like, oh, like, oh, I don't want that. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. some people like that. Right. It, it gets them going. Right. It, it's mm -hmm. what motivates them. I joke all the time, you know. Sometimes good salespeople are always broke because keeping, you know, being broke is what keeps them going, you right. know, <laughs> right. but that's awesome. No, that's awesome. So, um, Denisa, I always like to end with this one question because I think this is important. And, and, you know, as I have, you know, guests on the show and things like that, everyone always has different, a different answer for this. Uh, but if you could give, the audience one piece of advice that you wish you had whether you were just starting out in real estate or even today what would that be okay um one advice 
I wish that I would have taken Lori's advice and I would have implemented all of the systems right away. I wish she just wouldn't make it an option that it's okay if I don't have those systems implemented and they're not in, you know, not in place because I, I am playing catch up. They're so detrimental to your business and how your business is going to run and how your business is going to look. And, um, don't try to reinvent the wheel, I guess, would be my advice. Because mm -hmm. I spent a couple of years trying to reinvent the wheel because I was stubborn and I wanted things to do my way where everything was handed to me and I didn't, um, I didn't listen and I didn't uh, follow the advice then. So that would be my advice. Don't try to reinvent the wheel because it's, it's, it's all there. Yeah. It's, it's such an important message, you know, what you just shared, those, those two things, right? Like the systems are to make your life easier, right? That's the whole idea is to make your life easier, to make your business more efficient. And, you know, you don't have to go and create the next best thing, right? If someone's doing something that works, find that, find, or find that one thing that's working for someone else that's similar to you and just implement that. So important. So important. Denise, I appreciate you coming on um, down at the bottom. If you guys are watching the video, you guys have seen you can connect with her on Instagram. Um, but Denise, for those that are listening in, what is the best way for someone to reach out to you? If they connected with your story anyway and want to talk to you about real estate as far as real estate agent stuff goes or, you know, if someone's a buyer or seller here in the Columbus market and, and they're looking to buy a home. What is the best way for someone to, to connect with you? Best way and quickest way is probably to call me or text me. Um, my number is 614-361-0605. And I can mention that I can uh, speak Polish, Slovak, and Czech. So if there's any clients that don't speak English very well and need a, a, a Czech agent, give me a call. Now I have to, now I can't just end on that. Have you, because that's just not how this is going to work today, but have you ever, um, have you ever gone narrow with, with those communities? I haven't. You should, you should. I haven't. And that is, know, that is your, that is your advantage. I agree because Laurie is, you know, she's Macedonian and she is really big on the Macedonian community. And she gets a lot of business referred that way. So I, I you know, I think you, you got something there. I think, I think it, to it. I think it'll bring you, I think it'll bring back so much joy. I can't speak for you, but I think it would bring back so much joy. Right. If you're able to have conversations like that, right. You know, um, just your childhood growing up, all of those things. I really do think that is something that you should really explore and, you know, I know you're all about connecting with people and what a better way to connect with people through through voice and through language. Sure. All right, Denisa, I now I will officially end the show okay. because I had to, I had to help you out on that one. But no, no, I really I'll let you know how it goes. I really appreciate your time and thanks for coming on and sharing your story. And like I said, guys, if you connected with with Denisa in any way, you know, whether it's the real estate agent stuff or if you're looking to buy or sell real estate here in the Columbus market, Give her a call, send her a message, follow her on Instagram. And uh, Denisa, thanks again. I hope you have a great day. Thank you, John, so much for having me. Have a great day as well. All right. Thank you. Thanks. Bye.